You're listening to Spice Radio 1200 AM with Mankir and Audula, and the final season of Never Have I Ever airs this week, and we're talking about the significance of the show. And with me is Jeevan Sangha, editor-in-chief at 5X Press, and Gunit Puni, former writer at 5X Press. Now, ladies, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Yeah, thanks for having us. So I gotta say, you know, I told you guys earlier, like, I love this show, but I also love 5X Press because this was kind of the beginning of our collaboration and working together. So that's why I felt it only made sense with the show ending. Got to talk about it with the 5X Press folks. So first off, ladies, how are you feeling about this show being in the end now, the final season? And I'll start with you, Jeevan. Yeah, I think it's kind of bittersweet. It's been a fun run. It's definitely a show that I never thought would exist when I was younger. So just the fact that it's around and it's so well-received is um it's really nice that it exists but i think i think it's time i think i, I think I'm, I'm i'm satisfied with the time that it's ending it's important to know when to end and what about you Gunith? how are you feeling yeah i agree i think um baby's you know hit her senior year she's going to be graduating so we don't want to like drag it out too long um so i think it's going to be a perfect little wrap-up and I have to say, right, like this is kind of the first time that we're looking at a high school drama that features a South Asian lead. You know, many of the high school dramas we grew up, we really didn't see ourselves, right? We were just kind of like that smart, nerdy kid in the background. That was about it. The same old thing. So what do you think makes this show different in terms of the fact, like, do you think it's the fact that it breaks those stereotypes that we typically see? And I'll start with you, Gunith, on this one. Um, I think it definitely does. I've been thinking of how when the first season was coming up we were like so excited because we were like oh my god like a main character that's a brown girl um and then when I heard that this is going to be the final season I was like oh cool like a show that I enjoy watching it's getting like it's wrapping up now um and then I didn't even like think too hard about like baby being Indian it was just like oh now I'm used to it like I'm used to seeing these characters on screen um, and I'm not saying that this one show changed like the entire media landscape or anything, but I think we've definitely seen a shift in the past few years and this show is just like one part of that shift. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jeevan? Yeah, I think what this show does really differently that I appreciate is how um, chaotic Baby is <laughs> and how fallible and flawed she is and how we're really bringing all those flaws into the light as an adolescent. Um, I think a lot of brown girls relate to the feeling of striving towards perfectionism or overachieving. And, and we see that represented in Baby's journey. But she's also, you know, dealing with real life issues. She's dealing with grief. She's dealing with dating and self-concept. And I think having that, all the different sides of that shown in a way that, that handles it in a comedic and light and in a way with levity, but also... Uh, grounds us and actually makes us relate and makes us kind of feel emotional. I think it's really special. I don't think we see that as much. So yeah, it's been nice to see that, especially on a Netflix show um, in a big production house. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a unicorn in that way. I've got to say, though, right, like when I watched the first season of the show and like Davies just like chaotic character it really bothered me for a bit I'm not gonna lie to you in that first season I was like man like why can't you just get it right like why are you ruining it but then I realized you know what she's a teenager and like as teenagers life is very chaotic we're always trying to figure it out but I will say that was the one thing for me that used to just bother me so much I'm like man don't you just know but then again the teenage mind it's not a rational mind either we are irrational especially in that time period and you know I have to say you guys for me 
this was a show that there were so many moments that I really identified with. And I want to ask you, is, is there a particular scene, a moment that you identified with? And I'm going to start this one off because I have to say the one scene that always stays with me, it was in the first season and we see Davey, you know, dressed in traditional attire and she's in the hallway and she says this, specifically this line. She said, some old loser was telling me that I'm too Indian and some other people think I'm not Indian enough. And I just was like, yeah. Like, I really felt that, especially as a brown girl growing up here in the West, this constant, like, battle of, like, okay, am I Indian enough? Well, I'm, I'm too Indian. And there was even, you saw, right, in that season one scene, the brown girls, they're dancing, they're doing that. But, she's like, but I'm not, like, that type of brown girl. So what do you guys make of, like, specifically that moment? Because that's the moment for me that's, like, not left me because I was like, man, I really felt I saw myself there. Yeah, I can start. I think... One moment that always gets me, I think it's in season three, or the most recent season, is when, spoiler alert for anyone who has seen yes. it, but um, <laughs> it's when Davy like, throws coffee at, at Dez. Oh. It's not that. That's not the relatable part for me. I just want to, but it's later when um, Davy's mom stands up for her. And, and, you know, I think I really liked it when she when she said, like, you know, my daughter has been through something unimaginable. And, like, for you to judge her is just horrible. And I think what I like about that scene especially is that, you know, a lot of the show is really critical of, like, the parent-child relationship in immigrant families, rightfully so. Um, but I think there are these moments where we're like, oh, they've got us, you know? Like, my, my mom's got me. She'll stand up for me. Um, and so I always come back to that scene because I think the acting was just beautiful and the writing was beautiful. Um, and, yeah, it was, like, a really, like, lovey-dovey kind of moment. <laughs> it was very sweet. And a moment I remember where my jaw dropped, especially when she threw the coffee. But then, like you said, the interaction after that was so sweet. What about Guni? What was the scene that you really identified with? You know what, Stephen? I think it's the same for all our brown girls. Um, I think, yeah, after season two ended, I really wanted to see Baby and her mother's, like, relationship, like, at the front of season three. Um, and we, like, really seen, like, a really slow progression throughout the season. Um, I think, like, that scene where I think is after season one and two, Davey's really like, you don't get me. Like, you don't even, like, try to get me. But, like, that was, like, the one scene where she was like, oh, I got you. Like, for real, I got you. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's important. I hope we see more of that in season four. Exactly. And one of the things that I, I just love that Mindy does is, is she gets it. You know, we really identify with her. In fact, actually, on her Instagram, as you guys know, the writer's strike is going on. So she hasn't been going to all the events and the launches because she's obviously being a writer herself. She's keeping away. But one of the things she said on Instagram, is she said, the outpouring of love for the show has been the highlight of my career. It's so meaningful when someone comes up to me at the airport or CVS or wherever and tells me that they watch the show and they feel seen. I love what I get to do. And I understand how lucky I am to be able to work in Hollywood at all. And, you know, I can't ignore the fact, especially this last couple months, there's been so many conversations about Mindy Kaling getting a whole lot of flack for not being the best at representing all brown people, which, again, I always find it bothers me because it's like as brown people, we all are going to have different experiences, no doubt. But why are we so hard on Mindy? And not all of us, but some of us are. And Jeevan, I'm going to start with you because I know you have thoughts especially on this one yeah i'm one of those people who i think is kind of hard on mindy kaling uh, as much as i love her characters and i love i like i i grew up watching the office i watched mindy project i i obviously watched never have ever and i'm a fan and i think there's a lot to love in, in a lot of the projects that she puts out 
I think that um, she has tropes that I don't love, especially when it comes to a brown woman consistently falling for a white man um, and like struggling to always having characters that are really self-hating towards their culture. And I know that the pushback on that is, well, that's actually how so many people feel. And I, I can relate to that. I can relate to not feeling like I fully embraced my culture when I was a child. Um, but I think really the issue comes down to, and maybe you can even, uh, might think differently, is we put the entire burden of representing a community onto Mindy Kaling's shoulders. There is no writer and no person and no creator that will ever be able to capture the entirety of the nuances of what it means to be, quote unquote, South Asian, um, Indian, whatever. Um, so I think like it comes down to giving more writers and storytellers opportunities to tell all the different kinds of stories and not expecting Mindy Kaling to carry the torch for all of us because it's just it's not a fair responsibility to put on anyone. Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Guneeth? Um, I definitely agree. I think it's still important to be critical because we don't want this representation to be like slated for a white audience. Like it, we we do want like you know shows that show us to be created for us, not just like, a, oh, here's Sadie, she's brown, but we're not gonna like explore that in any way. Uh, but I also agree that it's really easy to pick on Mindy because she is like so famous and she is there. And I feel like we're also a lot more critical of um, brown women than we are of brown men, you know, like see the same kind of like backlash that comes on them, even though they're creating the same type of content. Um, but I, yeah, I agree again with Jeevan that she can't represent everyone and I think we talked about this at the end of season two as well where Davy can't represent every type of brown girl that's just like not possible she's just one person exactly and all our experiences are going to be different and I think that's the thing that we have to remind ourselves is that Mindy's not everybody but Mindy is also she's such a critical part of opening the door for at least so many other brown creatives will hopefully come in and they will share all those different experiences so it's never going to be perfect and I think we should accept that and it's okay to be critical but I think one of the things that really gets me too is like when you go on social media you just see like as soon as one person attacks, it's just it's like barrage and you're like, oh my God, okay, it's not always going to be perfect. But again, like, I just think it's really harsh. But as you guys can see, I really love Mindy. Like she's, like I said, she's never going to be perfect for everybody, but to each their own on that one. But I also think, you know, one of the things that I think I love about the show Never Have I Ever when I think about it is so much of the story is about self-acceptance. And I think it resonates, especially, I think, for girls of color, right, when we feel like we're either too much or not enough for this world. And I feel like that's kind of the theme that I think I really like about Never Have I Ever in particular, because it does really explore that. And I feel like that is something that we experience, especially growing up in a world where we're trying to navigate these two cultures. Is it too much? Is it too little? And I do feel, of all the shows she's done so far, Never Have I Ever, I feel really kind of like touches on that. I mean, what do you guys think of that? Do you get that sense from that show or am I the only one feeling this way? <laughs> I think that if you follow the show throughout its journey, it really does have that. Like, I think that when we when it started, a lot of people took those clips of the baby saying like, ah, I'm I hate being brown or like, oh, like, what is this stupid stuff? Like, and they were like, oh, this is horrible. And as you see throughout the show, like she is starting to come around and she does start to get to like a lot of teenage girls do, like a lot of people do. So I think that it is actually looking at it and it looks at how Vivi views herself like a part of a huge part of why Paxton and Vivi broke up was because she just didn't like herself and she was being so self-deprecating to the point where he's like I can't make you love yourself. So I think that there's like a lot of that growth like it, especially in comparison to like a great another great like 
representation film like Bend It Like Beckham. It was more about that like fight in the family between like, this is my passion and my parents are stopping me from doing it and the community doesn't get it. But this is a lot more like, how is baby girl within herself and into herself as a person? Exactly. And okay, finally, I have a very important question to ask. And I'm wondering if we're going to be divided here as a panel. But are you team Paxton or Ben Gunith? Which side? I'm team Davey. And I've always been team <laughs> <Davey>. <laughs> I'm over the triangle. Okay, I won't lie, though. At the end of season three, Ben did. He shifted me to a side again. But I'm hoping that season four like by the end like the very end we're like done it's just baby she's single she's going to princeton she's happy um i'm i'm really hoping for that i'm like over the boys okay hold up so you're hoping that like and i guess you also answered my other question too so how it's going to end is just baby's doing her thing and she's going into the next chapter all right what about you jeevan yeah i'm team baby i don't care for either of them (laughs) 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 but i really don't I think that if I'm thinking realistically how I think the show's going to end, just knowing how some of Mindy's other shows are going to end, I feel like she's writing Ben to be Endgame. I feel like that's the way it's going. But my alternate theory, which I don't think is going to happen, is I wanted Des to have a comeback and like stand up against his mom and be like, no, she's the love of my life. I want her. Do I think that's going to happen? No, because I don't think he's cast in a season. But how good would that have been? That would have been really cool. That would have been so good. I didn't even think of that as an option, but that would have also been a really cool ending. I mean, I think for me, in terms of the guys, I've always been kind of back and forth. But to me, I feel like Ben and Davey, just both being these really intelligent students, they just make sense. Paxton was fully just for the looks and everything. And that's kind of what she got carried away with. But for me, I think I'm with Goonie from the sense that I do hope it ends with like, she's really happy with how her high school chapter has ended and she's ready to go off and just like take over the world. So I'm super excited for this. And ladies, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having us.